Okay, so we right now are doing a simulcast. It's a podcast. So if you're listening on your with your podcast ears, great. And uh, but we can also be uh, we're also available on YouTube now, and we're streaming live. And so the idea here is that eventually we want we we want to make an announcement that we're going to be recording. We want Collins, man. We want. Because we're, we're we, if you haven't heard, we're separating the show into two parts. There's the news section, and then there's the guest section. Uh, I feel like there's so much. I don't want to have a two-hour show. I'd rather have. Uh, I'd rather spread out, spread the love, man. <laughs> and why why force people to listen to stuff that they don't want to hear? So if you don't want to hear about the breaking news updates, you can listen to our guest interviews with people like Dan Locke and Ryan Levesque. And if you want to hear the breaking news with the marketing geeks, that's what you're going to get with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fine episode of the Marketing Geeks podcast slash uh, news. Biggest news, of course, uh, everybody, everybody was surprised to hear that uh, Jeffrey Epstein died, Mm. including Jeffrey Epstein. I think he was the most surprised to find out that he was going to be, he was going to commit suicide, but that happened. Uh, just, Just found out today that he broke his neck in several places while committing suicide alone, while on suicide watch. So good job, Jeffrey Epstein. You injured yourself. Mm. So I have no, I have no further comment, your honor. You have no further comment. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird one. I, I kind of. No, was it? that wasn't weird. We all knew that was going to happen. It happened. Let's get into the news, Andros. What do you have for me in the world of marketing? Oh, oh, this is really interesting. So uh, it looks like Bernie Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders is uh, doing something very, very uh, interesting. Let me uh, go ahead and as interesting uh, as having a Lamborghini parked behind him on the beach. That's pretty damn interesting. How'd you do that, man? Well, Are you? Are you making money while you sleep? That's right. Yes, I'm making money while I sleep. Uh, well, I'm just working from the beach. It's incredible. And, and like, I even, I even have the power to freeze people behind me, which is something I've been working on for a while, but I've mastered it now. And even my, my arms are disappearing sometimes too, which is just strange, but it's, a, it's, it's something that you know, comes with the territory of being successful. You are the one. You, you are starting <laughs> to believe uh, do you, by the way, uh, 20 years ago, Matrix came out. In fact, uh, uh, 20 exactly 20 years ago, Matrix, Mystery Men, The Iron Giant, Three Kings, and Fight Club all came out uh, around the same time. That's insane. And American Beauty. I know. It's like one of the best years for movies well, ever. And then I look back, but it's like, I think about the Star Wars prequels, like episode one is now 20 years old. How the hell did that happen? Like, when did the prequels age 20 years? And even like Batman years old. I mean, this is this is insane. We live in a weird time. Time flies. Yeah, man. Uh, so Bernie Sanders trying to reach out to the youth. You know what he's doing? He's using stream, uh, or not stream, Twitch. He's using Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. To uh, stream to stream I, I, his uh that's smart, man. That's really smart. You use Twitch Andres? You ever go on there? Uh, I have not uh, gone on Twitch, but Iris uh, and I have started a TikTok account. If you want to check us out, we're on the Sturgeons. I have a TikTok. TikTok. Account, 
I'm just a stalker, I guess, because I only look, I only like use it to kind of look at what's going on in the world, which sounds really creepy because like everybody on there is like under the age of like 22. <laughs> well, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta tell you, I actually really have in the short time I've been using TikTok, I, I actually have come to really enjoy it. I, I think that it's a place where... Because it's like, it's kind of like a Vine 2.0 in a sense, right? I mean... Yeah. And so people, basically they give people the tools to make small, uh, tiny films like uh, soundtracks, music clips, and you can make these tiny loops. And then there'll be like, right now there's a challenge called the Get Up Challenge where they take, everybody takes this one piece of music and they all do a dance and the dance has kind of similar moves, uh, but you do the get up. And so people are doing these really elaborate get up dances with their friends and just, I mean, it's awesome to see like young people just making really creative, interesting things. And I, I really like it. I, I, I don't know. So Iris and I are making these funny little like dumb films and uh so yeah follow us on the surgeons and uh comment and like our videos so there you go which uh so for everyone that doesn't know about twitch twitch is a primarily a video game streaming platform it's it's branched out a little bit on it's high-end live streaming you some people can even do podcasts from twitch. i mean people do podcasts from twitch with like kind of live call-in environments um however i use it to watch professional poker players play poker and share their screens and then i can i can learn from them and i've got they've got so much better so much better yeah <laughs> not really I, I, not yeah, really I, I do i do do that though i do i mean it's been a while but i was doing that for a while i'd, I'd spend i spent a couple hours watching these pro, uh, pro poker players play on twitch because you get to see their hands get to see what they're doing it's kind of fun i hope your poker playing is better than your uh stock picks that's all i <laughs> it's about equivalent say it's about, about equivalent, that my friend <laughs> oh my god anyway no you don't even want to that side portfolio i i, I don't <laughs> Uh, Bernie, so Bernie Sanders using uh, Twitch, I think that's really smart. I mean, here's the funny thing about it is that, you know, the elections are coming up and, and we, you know, one of our, our uh, listeners said that I get too political on the show, but uh, I believe that, that marketing is politics. Everything about marketing is political. And uh, so I think that, that any way you, you need to reach young people is great, but uh, I've known several people that voted for Donald Trump, but they said they would have voted for Bernie Sanders before him. Uh, so yeah, this is why we need that, heard that as well. So, uh, yeah. we, we'll see what happens here. Um, cause we're getting closer to the primaries, man. Uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, that's the ticket. If, if, if that ticket happens, I am, I'm, I'm going to flip my lid. I will. Are you coming back? Are you coming back to the U S <laughs> never, never, ever. Show me what you got. Uh, well, I got a story that I want to cover. Um, so we're we're talking about kind of the young, the younger platforms that uh, the youth are migrating to or spending their time on. Yeah. One of these is uh, well, one of them was Snapchat. Snapchat was huge. What in like 2016? It was all of a sudden it mm -hmm. was touted to the next big thing. It was touted to take over Facebook, and then it had a bit of a setback. The company's still there. It's hanging on, and it's uh, they're moving in a direction of more like augmented reality technology. And so they're rolling out their version three of the spectacles right now. And the, the new version of spectacles now has the ability to render high definition 3D images right on the fly as you're walking around. And pretty soon they're gonna master this tech where you can get real time advertisements. So when you're looking at somebody's, I'm just adding this in, I'm assuming this. When you're looking at somebody's shoes. I'm gonna look at their shoes and I'm gonna see 
like the price tag and like click here to buy these shoes on Amazon right now. Uh, I'm expecting like Ugh. AR to take that mode, which I think marketers are going to love. People are going to find annoying, but it's, it's inevitable. It is inevitable. That's coming. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to work, man. I, I mean, uh, uh, this is actually something from uh, the verge. So I'm going to go ahead and, Maybe it'll uh, be sure like they're, they're tracking your vision now. You're wearing the spectacles, so now they can see oh, everything. And they're absolutely. Gonna they're going to one of the ads that follow you on the internet are going to be what you saw. So it'll be like yeah, exactly, exactly. So here's the here's the the uh, the story from the Verve. Snap announced the Spectacles Three with an updated design and a second HD camera. Well, of course they're going to do eye tracking. I mean, you know, they they definitely look uh, by the looks of it, they look less obnoxious than uh, like the Google Glass. But I, I, you know, really this comes down to one thing that you were saying, which is uh, this is really about the future is going to belong to whoever can have the first true augmented reality glasses that will be the cell phone killer, you know. Uh, but that said, I, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable with uh, constantly getting bombarded with advertising into my eyeballs. In fact, I just, I just made a decision recently because you know I got a Facebook, I'm still on it, but I don't really respond to anybody on there anymore. I just kind of keep it just in case. Uh, but uh, recently I made a huge decision and I decided to stop using Reddit quite as much. I was, I was why, why going that? down. Tell me why uh, train, because I love Reddit. I love Reddit too, but that's a problem. It's a giant rabbit hole. And, and uh, I've actually changed my uh, habits a little bit because my habit was uh, I, I have this strange multitasking brain where I can take in large amounts of information in a very short amount of time. So I, I am not kidding. I would listen to podcasts at double speed, like news podcasts, and I would read Reddit simultaneously. And for the most part, I was able to. And get some of all of that. Yeah, I was able to get all of that information into my brain. And so uh, because one of my superpowers is I can kind of uh, notice patterns based on like what is clicking. It's kind of why I'm a good SEO person. But uh, but it's a it's a it, it, I, I really was thinking about it and thinking like, is this making me any better? Is like getting all this information in me doing anything except making me go fucking crazy. And well, uh, if you're a fan of movies like Under the uh, Silver Lake, which I talk about frequently on the show, um, there's a whole Reddit community around finding the hidden codes, man. You need to go watch that movie. Nobody, I'm the only one that likes that movie that I've talked to. I'm sure I love it. I'm sure Nobody I love it. it. <laughs> uh, but, I love but, it. But, but, but the but the thing the thing is is that I I uh, I just felt I just felt like I was I I, I was just my brain was too noisy and it, it was it was it was making the rest of my day kind of fucked up. And mm. so uh, what I decided to do was rather than listen to podcasts, uh, one of the things I'm geeky about right now is an app called uh, Autumn. Which one? Oh, no, not Blinkist. Okay. It, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's called Autumn. It's only available on the iPhone. It's, I have to admit, it's not a great app, but the content on it is amazing. And I pay seven euro a month for it, but it's articles from the New Yorker and Texas Monthly and the, the London Book of Reviews and the and it's just journalism at its absolute best. So oh, it's you get the whole articles or what do you get? You get the whole articles. So I'm not I'm not like blinking it. And I was doing blinkist too where it's like a whole book in like eight minutes. 
and, and it was just too much information. So Autumn is like these, these hour and a half long read articles and they're performed like audiobooks. Uh, but some of the articles I've been listening to, like real journalism is just so good. And uh, I've run across so many stories that are just really great. So instead of listening to the short form, I'm getting back into the long form. And I'm also listening to uh, the Dark Tower series by uh, Stephen King. So I'm, I'm losing myself back into fiction. And uh, uh, I also am playing with an app called Musician. And I bought a guitar and I'm learning how to play guitar. So the time I was taking to go on Reddit and go down these rabbit holes. I'm learning how to play guitar. And you work at a full-time job and you're a podcast host of the successful marketing. And a dad and a dad. You go. And I'm starting a business like on top of that. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I've got to, I like, I, I need some time to just like focus on something slower. And I feel that it's a lot healthier for me in the long run. And I, especially in this ADD culture. I, I'm amazed so, that you listen to like, podcasts or e or uh, audiobooks at, at 2x plus or you go above 2x i think sometimes i i two and a half like, two and a half is my average seven five is like where my limit is i've tried to go yeah. past seven five and i just it just stopped processing at that point the so 1.5 yeah. is comfortable for me but 1.75 i can kind of i can kind of hang and I, i'm working on on getting it up there but um yeah I, i've got a limit on that but i i do love going i mean i'm a big uh i still use audible all the time and I have a ton of books I listen to. So, Oh yeah. And, and, uh, but I, I, I mean, it's such a, it's such a great way to pass the time because you can listen to an audio book in between, uh, other things that you're doing. But, uh, but I, I listen to YouTube videos at double speed too. And so because I listen to everything at like double speed, now when I listen to something at regular speed, it's so painfully slow. I, I, I feel like I'm losing my mind. What about like classical music? How's that for you? Well, that that was the kind of the depressing thing because I found out that uh, that Spotify just released a feature where if you listen to a podcast, you can listen to it at two x, which was the feature I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. uh, so I may use I may use that now if I start listening to podcasts again. Speaking but, of Spotify, uh, we're, since we're on, we need to cover we need to cover marketing topics here too. Spotify yeah. rolled out a Spotify for podcasters, which has been in beta for quite a while. Uh, it is now rolled out fully to the general public. And so if you have a podcast on Spotify, you can go to Spotify for podcasters and you can actually get real-time analytics. Um, not only will they give you analytics data for your numbers and your downloads, but they actually break down like the gender. They break down some of the demographic um, and psychographic qualities of who's listening to your show. So, so far, Spotify has given us the most, the best data that I've seen yet on who's actually listening to the show. And um yeah, in fact, so this is a, one, uh, so in the future when we're marketing, we'll know a better, we'll have a better uh, understanding of uh, kind of who our listeners are and who to focus the advertising budget on. Now, this is a, an article I found on Marketing Land about this. So Spotify for podcasters provides data on demographics, listening habits. I mean, you know, in marketing, one of the things you do, you got to look at the numbers, see who's responding to what and do more of the things that people are responding to. I know you're but our listeners apparently listen to Ed Sheeran. Although that looks a lot, that looks very similar to what ours looked like. So maybe they just didn't update it yet. I don't know. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe those listeners are actually very smart because, uh, as I have said, I truly believe that Ed Sheeran is actually it's just an AI. <laughs> yeah, he's, like it's just a, a kind of an actor who's playing this singer, but all of the songs are written by this AI algorithm, and he just sings them. I, uh, I think you might be onto something there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. But you know, Spotify Spotify is going all in on this because uh, what they're looking at doing is replacing 
your morning drive. And when you get behind the wheel, there's a lot of commuters there. And if I can have my perfect playlist interspersed with podcasts that it knows I like, yeah. uh, that's like, it's, it's like this, this listening program that it provides you on a daily and, basis. Don't forget that the, I, we said that we talked about this in our last episode, I think, but um, Spotify's listenership has gone, uh, it's, it's doubled year over year. So they are a hundred percent increase in listeners since last year at this time. So they are, uh, their investments by buying platforms like Anchor, they own Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform that we use and we talk about a lot. Um, they bought Gimlet and they bought, what was the other one they bought? Do you remember? Bought something. Uh, they bought they bought another thing called Soundtrap. It's like so people can actually make music too. and upload it. Anyway, I, I mean, the, 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 the strategy that they're going for, which is, which is a, a really brilliant one, is to uh, basically own your ears. So anything that you listen to, while you're doing whatever you're doing is going to go through something owned by Spotify. Uh, and that is, that is, I mean, uh, I have no problem paying for that product because it's so good. It's, it's the, it's honestly the best thing I mean, I, I've ever experienced. What you want. And that's, and that's yeah. the main thing. And if you pay their fees, then you're going to get, you're not going to get the ads too. So it's kind of like you yeah. have the kind of avoiding the ads by being a subscriber and it, yeah, it's what you want. So uh, anyway, moving right along, I've got uh, I've got another interesting story here. So I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, WordPress is uh, purchasing Tumblr. I did I did see this. This was interesting. But it, so Yahoo bought Tumblr back in what, what year was did they buy them? They bought them for like a ridiculous sum of money, billions of dollars. Yeah, 2017. And because Tumblr was uh, also a place where people would basically you create your own online uh, blog slash magazine. And there were people who had uh, their Tumblr was dedicated to porn. And so because of that, it, 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 it well, it violated the terms of service of Apple and uh, and Google was kind of funny about it. So they basically said that we're not going to put the Tumblr app on the, on the, I, I, on your phones, unless you figure out the porn issue. So, uh, they took porn off of Tumblr and Tumblr's usership basically halted. So, uh, okay. So Yahoo bought Tumblr for, I want to say a, a couple billion dollars and yeah. they're they're now selling it for under 10 million as a report. It's under $10 million that they're going to get net um, when the sale goes through. Yeah. And, and, uh, but, but 1.1 billion dollars and they sold it in 2013 initially. Um, and they're now acquiring it for under $10 million. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I think that, that, uh, this is a good move for WordPress because obviously they're going to integrate it into, uh, WordPress.com and to the WordPress.org. So when you when you install a version of WordPress, you probably get this plugin that's going to give you an immediate like what it will do is essentially instead of having your own blog on your website, your blog will now be attached to Tumblr. So you'll have a distribution system automatically when you write your blog. It's a brilliant maneuver. Real. They're also buying the data. They're buying the Tumblr data as oh, part of yeah. our package, which is probably just as valuable, if not more valuable than everything else. So they're, they are buying a large chunk of data with that purchase as well. Of course. And they'll be able to sell the advertising on the uh, Tumblr space. So it's going to be a win for, uh, for them in the long run. I mean, and of course, you know, they're not going to censor porn. So 
Are they are they undoing that? Are they undoing that feature? Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, they're makes, they're sense. Gonna... makes sense. Okay. I didn't I didn't hear that though. I didn't hear that they were doing that. Oh, I they're they're no big announcement, but that's just my prediction of the week. Speaking of the uh, data, uh, and again, I, this is something I've talked about before, but I want to bring it up again, is there's a great Netflix documentary out there right now called The Great Hack, which is all about um, kind of the uh, like the level of data that these tech companies are collecting on you and um, some of the abuses that have gone on with that data. And they go they go in detail um, in the Cambridge Analytica uh, incidents, and they, they a lot of it's focused on the UK because the UK had more privacy laws intact where actually it looks like laws were broken in the UK, whereas in the US, the laws were a little bit lenient. Uh, more lenient, mm-hmm. so, so it's less obvious whether or not laws were broken in the US, um, even though obviously there were abuses. So it's it, yeah, it's a it's a great documentary though because if you don't know about this stuff and like how advanced the data is that follows you around the internet, it, it'll it'll open your eyes. I have I have mentioned that it's very one sided. It's pretty anti tech, so um, be aware of that going in. But it's still worth checking out, even if you even if you're pro tech, whatever. Go check it out. Well, I'm totally pro tech, but I, I got to tell you, I mean, people honestly do not even connect to how much they're manipulated on a daily basis through through uh, uh, online forums, and that, that's one of the reasons why I'm pulling way back my connection to uh, uh, well, my well, online world. They, they have like this; um, they have these advanced psychographic data, and in the uh, in the United Kingdom, there's there's certain if you have like a certain threshold of uh, people of a number of people, and you you're collecting like detailed psychographics you are, um, they consider it weaponizing the data at some level, at some point. They, they go into the detail on that in the, in the documentary, so I, don't quote me on the exact definition there, but that's where, that's where it got really interesting is they actually have a, they have, that's like defined in the laws of the UK that at some point when you're using this much psychographic data on, on these kind of databases, it's like weaponized data. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, uh you know, what's going to happen in the U.S. is going to be very interesting because a lot of the machines are completely hackable, but social media is, has definitely been weaponized. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I always encourage everyone who does marketing is try to be authentic and try to be do something, you know, and, and, and when you do it, make sure that you're bringing some sort of levity and joy to the world and not marketing through fear. I feel that it's that type of thing is it's got to stop. I mean, that's yeah. And that, that was a big focus in the documentary. And then one of the uh, one of the ex founders of Facebook. So one of the people involved in the early founding of Facebook has kind of changed his tune on Facebook um, since. But he talked about how the company was founded um, essentially as a uh, as a, a as a way of uh, collecting like the psychographic data and and using it to to run ads and. And he said, like the the easiest way to influence is through fear and through um, I forget the other one, but there's like two there's two key emotions that are the easiest way to influence. And he talked about how fear and hate. Facebook has basically a two billion person um, unit where, it, it, and he was saying he's just like it's it's actually pretty easy once we know like your information and we know your levers of persuasion, it's pretty easy for us to. Um, to kind of manipulate you. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's a little, it's a absolutely. Hearing it in the video. So go watch that movie, The Great Hack, because it'll, it'll kind of just let you know and you can kind of figure out for yourself whether or not how impacted you were by what went on, um, or what goes on on a daily basis on the internet and how they're, how they're targeting not only your interests, but you're targeting your emotions and they're using, and they're using levers of persuasion in ways that you may not have thought of in the past. Yeah, yeah. Weird, brave new world, man. Uh, I've got some LinkedIn news. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. 
All right, all right. Uh, LinkedIn launches audience engagement insights with the addition of five new marketing partners. You know, if they ever so, love me LinkedIn Live, I might, I might come on there and make a live video, but they, they just will not put me on that list. I don't know what it is. If you're listening to LinkedIn, you need to give me access. I even wrote to you and applied and still don't have access. Maybe, maybe I should step in. You should. I I'm think it's black, time for I'm the big guns. I think I'm blacklisted by LinkedIn. <laughs> if you see this man, uh, LinkedIn launches audience engagement insights with addition of five new marketing partners. So, uh, actually I'm not too familiar with, uh, MOB and, uh, do you know these, these, uh, <laughs> oh, Hootsuite I've definitely heard of. Uh, I know the name David Ogilvy, which I'm sure that the name is based off of. Um, so at least I know yeah, that. Sprinkler. Anyway, but Hootsuite uh, basically has launched an audience engagement insight. So you can, uh, looks like you can basically put something on LinkedIn from Hootsuite and it'll give you the uh, audience engagement information that's uh, on LinkedIn. We're, we're both big fans of AppSumo, which is a, a website that oh, gives God. discounted software. So there's, there's been tons of social media platforms just like what you're describing Hootsuite and these other ones. And I, so I, I go and try to buy the lifetime licenses of these new startup companies and get, uh, get a good deal that way instead of going to Hootsuite and paying like a monthly fee every month. Oh yeah. I've got, I've got so, I've got so many tools now one or two. that one or two uh, that are, you, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, so I, I bought a few things on AppSumo that, uh, I used to this day and maybe we should do, uh, we, let's do it. We App should do an Sumo. episode on, on our favorite AppSumo finds. We should do an AppSumo buyer's regret one too. <laughs> <laughs> buyer's regret. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, so LinkedIn audience uh, insights. So if you have that, that's cool. LinkedIn's been very good for, for me recently. I, it's my favorite platform. I've been. Wait, there's so much better than they used to be. They've they've done they've made incredible strides of improving that platform. Um, Dude, over the last I am crushing it on LinkedIn, and and uh, in fact, uh, one of our listeners reached out and said that we need to uh, do a a another LinkedIn master course. She reached out to me as well. Yes, yeah. So we will do that. We have that. We're, we have that penciled in. So we're going to be doing another LinkedIn kind of uh, optimizing your profile for LinkedIn, but we're, we're going to take it a little bit deeper this time. And, and we'll talk about like content marketing on LinkedIn and best strategies. And of course, yeah. Andres is like the master of job seeking on LinkedIn. This guy is the king. The oh, king. Man. I, I, I have, I, I had some theories and I, I tried some things and uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, I mean, look, I, I, I came out to the Netherlands and I just looked for a job. I found one. That job fell through right when I got here. So I just found another one. And uh, one thing I know about myself. You didn't. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't say I don't say unemployed long. Uh, but one of the things that I feel very confident about is that you could drop me literally anywhere in the world. And I will make a network on LinkedIn within that general area. And I will find a job within a few weeks. I mean, it's it's great to not have to worry about that ever. And uh, uh, I want to teach uh, our listeners that. That is good. However, I don't want a job. I just want to make money from home at my beach, my beach Lamborghini behind me. So that's, that's you don't my want to work. My... You just want to bang on the drum all day. That's right. That is right. So uh, according to marketing land, 
Podcast listening growth continues. Mobile app usage up 60% since January 2018, a new study finds. It looks like we made a good decision getting into the podcast world when we did. I think we, I, I mean, it's one of the few decisions we've done well. <laughs> I, will say, I will say we made a good one there. Yeah, let's see how, let's see how far we get. <laughs> Okay, well, and I, I'm then not gonna, I'm not going to name names, but we're you know I I've been reaching out to some some high profile potential guests, and and we're getting we're getting some we're getting some bites back. We're getting some bites, so we might we're going to try to bring in some big big names here in the coming six months to a year. Yeah, I I was actually surprised some of these people have been reaching out to us, and and uh, it seems as if to me that the show is starting to. Even, grow a little bit like, like somebody like dan Locke. that's not somebody that we reached out to he he had a his pr person reached out to us which is pretty crazy yeah so, and if you haven't checked out the dan Locke interview we just released it it's it's pretty yeah pretty it, the video is up as of today the podcast episode's been up since last friday so yeah go go listen to marketing geeks so it's a marketing geeks podcast you can find it on itunes you can find it whatever itunes slash apple podcast google play slash google podcast spotify stitcher tune in what else breaker Castbox, overcast yeah wherever There's under more. your table yeah uh linkedin sales so I, I learned something new today um linkedin has a app called elevate which uh, is a content sharing platform you know this i heard of it um they've had a bunch of different apps that have been like live for a while and then they disappear is elevate still live yeah i I just downloaded it and so uh they actually had an app for a while god i forget the name of it but they bought it and it was a news aggregator it was one of the best news aggregators ever and uh they had like instant share from from all of the streams where you got news from and it, it, they killed it. I don't even know why. Uh, but uh, I guess people were just went out. They just weren't clicking on the LinkedIn ads. Got to kill it. So basically, what what it looks like they're doing is they have uh, this app, Sales Navigator, that will feed you content that you can then share through uh, through Sales Navigator. And uh, you know, sharing content on LinkedIn is one of the best things you could possibly do for uh, for your own sanity. Yeah. Now, have you heard about the, um, so Amazon's got facial recognition technology that they've now advanced to the level that it recognizes human emotions now. Have you heard about this uh, story? Oh, no, this is crazy. So they, yeah, so it now recognizes fear and, hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find this story because I'm going off memory on this one. Um, but it's uh, it's facial recognition technology. It's it's now recognizing human emotions. And, and again, we talked about marketing opportunities. If you can recognize fear, you can monetize it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a t-shirt that says that. That's like that is that is that is like the best bumper sticker I have ever. <laughs> yeah, um, you can recognize fear. You can monetize it. <laughs> Brilliant. So the software is called Recognition. R e k i g i t i o n. Yeah. So it's. Apparently, it's so good that it can recognize human emotions, including fear, uh, and all seven emotions, happy, sad, angry, surprised, disgusted, calm, and confused, and now fear. So it's recognizing all those. And Sneezy is, yep, it can recognize. Sneezy and Gargamel and 
So uh, just imagine like where this world is going now that uh, now that your, your cameras you're going to be yeah. Oh, buddy, <laughs> so I already know where this world is casinos, going. The casinos will be using this, and like if they if they detect any sense of fear or or like any sense of stress, they'll be like, "This guy's cheating. Let's go after him." <laughs> well, you know, you know what would be really crazy is if if you can actually start to detect like anxiety that people are lying about something, and you had this like thing where whenever a politician spoke and analyzed like what their kind of feeling was. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I believe that we have the ability to look at somebody and sense w- whether or not something is true, right? We, we have that innate sense that yep. if something feels wrong to us, most of us ignore it, I think. But if we had some sort of AI that can identify that stuff, oh man, that would be, that would, that would break up everybody. We'll start finding thought crimes soon. Thought yeah. Crime. What was that? What's uh, that minority report, right? Was that the thought crime one where they were yeah. like, future crimes? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that's, uh, let me tell you, if, if, if thought crimes uh, <laughs> became like a real thing, uh, then I would have to get a, uh, a girlfriend who, who would be immune to that. And of wow. course, I'm talking about my sex robot, babe. Oh, yeah. It's time once again, ladies and gentlemen, for the sex robot report. On, on Twitter, Whitney Cummings was uh, is trending with her like new Netflix special, which is all about sex robots. And you've been you've been talking yeah. about this here. Oh <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I've been I've been talking. Look, look, I'm uh, I'm I'm a trailblazer, man. I knew I knew mobile that I knew mobile was going to happen. And in fact, a friend of mine just wrote to me today. He's like, in 2010, you told me mobile was going to be the thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then of course, uh, he just recognized that you were right in 2019. It took nine years, and he's like, wait a minute, he is right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But I always I always have a sense for things. That's why I got the fuck out of the United States. Okay, so. Um, uh, finally, last, uh, our last story. Let me, uh, pull oh, this up here. Yeah, but, but, uh, building yeah, are you really, are you really patient with you looking okay. for your story and not being prepared? Love I know it. that's, that's, that's <laughs> me. Okay. This is the headline of the year. Are you ready? Ready. If you're, uh, if you have children, please cover their ears. This is from, this is from vice, uh, vice.com. The blowjob paper. Scientists process a hundred. <laughs> they 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 have uh, processed hundred nine hours of oral sex hmm. to develop an AI that sucks dick. Wow! Wow! That's the that he- headline of the year. Uh, <laughs> anonymous, anonymous machine learning engine wrote the blowjob paper to try and make this blowjob machine feel more lifelike. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Very, very powerful use of AI technology. This is, you know, I mean, it's always like the most advanced technology, the first industry to pick it up, the porn industry. It's why you well, predicted that VR would be like a massive thing in that industry until you realized, what was it, Andres? What did you realize? What was the big realization? That, uh, about, about which? About the VR. Oh, uh, the big... Uh, the, that, uh, yeah, the big realization, the, way, the reason it would never catch on, is uh is that what you're talking about? Yes, exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. The reason why VR porn would never catch on is because uh, I don't want. Uh, it's too risky. It's like it's a, it's a thing where someone can walk in and and drop a sandwich off in front of me 
and walk out and I wouldn't know until I just like took off my goggles and headphones and saw a sandwich in front of me oh, that was crap. brought to me <laughs> brought to me by my by my mother and uh you know that that's just embarrassing indeed it is indeed it is <laughs> why you that's why you prevented that from happening with your foresights <laughs> and with that uh of course that is the the sex what, what are you geeking about what's the, what's the geek stories of the week uh, here well, the the uh, the geek stories of the week. I got to tell you, um, for me, it's playing guitar with musician. I, I. Okay. This is like, look, this is the dopest thing. If you're if you have uh, if you're watching the video cast of this, uh, it's it's this amazing gamification thing called. Uh, uh, oh, you can't see it. That's funny. It's it the. Uh, Anyway, it's called Musician. I'm loading it up on my iPad, and uh, it's fading out because of the background I have. But it's 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 basically like Guitar Hero with a real guitar. So I can, I, and it's really well done. And so I'm uh, that's what I'm geeking about right now. So I'm going to cover a couple stories in movie news. That I'm, I'm a movie buff. We all know I'm geeky about movies. Uh, number one, it turns out today that Neil Blomkamp, who is the director of District Nine the director of Elysium and Chappie, I think. Mm-hmm. He's been, uh, he was going to direct Robocop Returns and he had this original idea that came from Paul Verhoeven, I think. And, the, um, and it, was, it sounded like it was a cool movie coming together. He's now off the project, mm-hmm. uh, scheduling conflict that could not be resolved. And whoever studio is putting it out there just wanted to fast track the thing. So he is now off the project, which kind of kills... I actually kind of was looking forward to that a little bit. It was a cool idea. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, Neil Bloomkamp has had some, some mixed results. <laughs> well, look, it, it, it's very possible the guy peaked early, like with his first film. Yeah. Uh, but he had an idea apparently for a alien reboot that looks pretty dope. Good. And yeah, you can you could see his yeah you could see his sketches online. Uh, but the but but in truth, the guy I don't know his his Elysium wasn't that it was good you know but Chappie was like uh, I mean Chappie like everybody said it was terrible so when I went with low expectations it was okay <laughs> but it was still yeah bad. yeah and that's that's too bad so I I don't know I mean I um, uh, it could be that somebody just saw how Neil Bloomkamp was going to handle the and then, picture. Uh, other story. Were- Joaquin Phoenix, they're, they're streaming the Joker movie at like um, at some film festival, and it's rumored to to be like a front runner for a couple of the big awards. So they might actually have a good movie on their hands. Uh, I have I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Joker movie coming out in October? You know, we'll see. That's just <laughs> that's how, that's how I feel. I kind of like we'll see because the, the director is Todd Phillips, who is the director of Old School, The Hangover, and then The Hangover Two, The Hangover Three. And that's about it. And he's a comedy director. Not a ton of, uh, I don't have a ton of faith in him as a director. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what he, what he puts together. But uh, it's, that's an intriguing project. I will definitely be checking Look, it out. My, my hope is that I watch something that makes me go, oh my God, my brain is twisted. This is amazing. And that's my hope. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. And from what I've heard from the set, like, and you know, the other thing is that you hear a story like this, but like, is it, is it some, is it like a Russian troll farm who just got paid to like drop this story? <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. Movie? I doubt it. 
I doubt the Russian troll farms are promoting the Joker movie. I just don't no, see but you, end game you can, on that. You know, why can't they be like a Ukrainian troll farm? Is is Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix like they want to make him into like this ultra celebrity and give him some sort of new power? No, but they but they if this movie bombs, then basically the DC universe hasn't had like any real sort of hits. <laughs> it, it'll kind of kill the DC universe if if the Joker fails too. The universe has been dead for a long time. It's, it's yeah, right. but DC doesn't know that, and so they they really need a hit. They really need a hit. They do. Yeah, do need a hit. All right, last story. This is just kind of a this is kind of a weak one, but I want to bring it up. Uh, Jordan Peele rebooting Candyman started filming already. Do you remember the original Candyman movie? I did. I didn't see it. It's the isn't that the one where you, like, you look in the mirror and you say Candyman, 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 and then like the Candyman appears in your in your living room and kills you. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. shows up and sings you his greatest hits <laughs> until you die. Well, Jordan Peele of, uh, of recent Twilight Zone popularity and, of course, Get Out and uh, the other one. That he us. Us, which was good. I actually enjoyed Us. I didn't see it. I didn't see Get Out either, unfortunately. I, I, okay. It's on my check, list. Check about, well, yeah, go yeah. watch Twilight Zone. I mean, uh, Twilight Zone's hit and miss, but I think there were more hits than misses overall. So I, I, I love those kind of shows. I love the I love the Oh, plot. yeah. All right, that's all I got this week, buddy. What do you What do you got to kick us out of here? What do I got? Well, uh, thanks again to all of our listeners who are uh, just continue to listen to what we're doing here, and uh, which is wild. But thank you, uh, seriously, especially if you've gotten. And if you listen episode. to the episode and you want to leave us a voicemail, you can actually go do it on Anchor now. So if you go to Anchor.fm forward slash marketing dash geeks. That's anchor.fm forward slash marketing dash geeks. You can go there and you can actually record a voicemail. It'll come right into our accounts and we have the ability to add that into our episode if it's really good. If it is really good. Well, uh, I think that's it. That's the closing music. They're kicking us out of here. Yeah, and the music sounds a little distorted, but I'll take it. Okay, yeah, I'll turn it down a little bit. I'm still working out this new system, man. We're we're like we're upgrading the show. We're we're trying to record live episodes, sort of like these are like these are bonuses. They're not really. Look, we're just so you know, uh, we're in the early stages of like the rebuild of the show, um, but we're doing it real time. So you're gonna be we're gonna be honest with you about what we're doing. Like we're trying to we're trying to take this whole thing a little more seriously. And remember, uh, fast action takers get the spoils. I guess. Something like that. Yeah. And and, uh, always remember, folks, if you can identify fear, you can monetize it. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the name of this episode, man. So anyway, lots of great guests. We we are uh, we are currently booked out to the end of the year with guests. Incredible. Yeah, that is very incredible. It's it's insane. And some of these guests are like we may we may have to like double book. Good stuff it's, coming your way, folks. I, I told you I'm a fan of the person ahead of time. And I'm signing off. <laughs>